Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Fresh start, everyone. Fresh start for Caravan of Garbage because we're in a new era of Transformers movies. Please leave a like. Clean the slate, start again. Old old characters, who cares about them? (laughs) Not interested in them. Not really. That's the thing about this movie. When I remember seeing the marketing for this, I'm like, okay, Dinobots, new cast, new setting, I think, maybe. Everything you knew before is still there. But, oh, that's but the, a great tagline. I like that. <laughs> everything you knew. Everything. You get Peter Cullen to do it. Everything you knew before. Well, it's still there. Except less likable. Yeah. Somehow they've managed Somehow it. they've done that. The main character is somehow less likable than our previous main character, Sam Witwicky. And I have the, a list of things. Oh, good. I, I'd love to hear them because from the start, I'm like, okay, this is like a normal everyday dude. He's got biceps for America. That's yeah. cool. I'm all about this. He's so American, he'll throw a football indoors. <laughs> you know, he'll find a football in a location there would never be a football for any reason, like an old decrepit movie theatre, and he'll just he'll just torpedo that thing. He you finds know? a football twice somehow. Yeah, How does he right. do it? We'll talk about it. Okay, well, where you're at, what's your list? All right. Katie Yeager, by the way. played by Mark Wahlberg. I've written here, this is this is the, the title. It says, Katie Yeager is terrible. He's all the more terrible due to his lack of self-awareness. He's all the more terrible because Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but look, he doesn't, pay, he doesn't pay his employees. He borrows money for his employee but tells him he's lucky to have a job. <laughs> bad form, bad form. He steals electricity for his farm from the neighbours. He's six months behind on paying his property payments. Yep. He threatens the realtor and some potential buyers of the property with a baseball bat. (laughs) Again, a property he's not paying for, so technically it's not his anymore. Uh, He throws the bat at a car. Uh, He's never invented anything that isn't a slight variation on something that already exists. The slight variation being that his doesn't work. <laughs> That's the well, difference. I love that painting robot. Like, how right? much painting is that doing? It's like three feet high and it just goes up and down. <laughs> there are already con- painting robots. It, it makes in, no sense. In like, in, like, car manufacturing plants. They do it all day. That dog that he invents, it's just a remote-controlled car with a, like a robot dog stuck on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. He's also... I At think, least put a gun on it. Yeah, I know, right? But I think what they've done for him... I think they've gone, let's Tony Stark this guy. Because he's got a little Tony Stark beard. There's even the bit where he's kind of hammering something out or he's welding something. And it's very the first Iron Man. Yeah, there is that I think that's what they're going for here. But he's awful. I've I've got more. Oh, sorry. Uh, He makes his employees sign a contract where anything the employee employee invents, Jaeger owns. Yep. Uh, Horrible. Uh, He's overprotective of his daughter, but he also fires a missile into the house while she's in it. Uh, He makes his employee take this live missile to the trash without telling him that it's dangerous. Yep. 
Uh, he gives up the chance to make a hundred grand by selling out Optimus Prime because he needs to know how it works. Quote from him: "It could be a game changer for me if I apply that technology to my inventions." Mate, you can't do that. <laughs> look at them and look at you. You're making a remote control car with a dog on the top, and this is the most advanced alien technology in the universe. You cannot apply that technology to what you've got. Absolutely not. Those things it's like are- a monkey. <laughs> Looking at the internet, you think they're going to apply? You think you think the monkey's going to apply the internet to its banana peeling? No, it's not going to work. <laughs> it can't order a crate of bananas. No, those areas of technology, there's such a wide expanse between them. Yeah. Like, if anything, he should just say, "I'm just going to steal this technology because nothing <laughs> there yeah. you can tack on to what you're doing." Yeah, there's a point where he lights up that blowtorch, and I'm like, "Man, I mean, I, I, maybe you could unbend one of his fenders." <laughs> I guess he also wants to take his daughter to prom. Yep, and not weird at all. Not weird at all. And her American, short, very American, uh, very very. And his shorts are his shorts are two shorts. And yet the camera does linger on them a lot. Yeah, for a very offensive shortness of shorts. The, <laughs> the director seems very interested in being like, "Get a load of this, boys." <laughs> and she's supposed to be underage in this movie, also. Yeah, the actor herself is not. I should point out. Oh, that's inter- That's an yeah. interesting take, we'll, isn't we'll, it? We'll, there's, we've got more to say about that. Oh boy, no do doubt, I! And we'll get to it. I feel like though this does start a little bit restrained because it talks about like the invasion of Chicago and like how the world has moved on since Transformers. Mm. And it's not as it doesn't start as kind of insane as a lot it of the other. It doesn't start ones. with like a brightly coloured robot like running through a shipyard and getting shot with or does it? I think it does. That, get, that is we, early on. We get five minutes of breathing room and yeah. then we get that. Well, because Michael Bay wasn't gonna come back for this. I got some other names that were considered. Oh yes. Roland Emmerich. Makes sense. Joe Johnston. Okay. John Turtletrub. Right. Stephen Summers. The Mummy. Oh. Louis Lettiere. Okay. David Yates. Oh. Yeah, so names. <laughs> but do you want to know the experience that changed his mind? I would love to hear it. Is, uh, it, is it incredibly Michael Bayish? Is it entirely Michael- ego-driven? It might be. It might be. Uh, so after Dark of the Moon, he finally got to visit the Transformers ride at Universal Studios. And upon seeing fans waiting three blocks for the attraction, he realised he was not ready to give up the franchise yet. Wow. He wasn't going to give up on it, Mason. <laughs> not when there was work to be done. A true American hero. Did he find a, did he find a football in that line? <laughs> and he threw it right to the front of that line. <laughs> I think also this movie makes an attempt to work in some interesting Transformers lore that we haven't seen before, as in other creatures in the universe that aren't just from Cybertron. The Quintessons. The Quintessons, but there's other creatures also aboard that yeah. alien bounty hunter ship. Mm. I'm like, oh, I see. You, you're saying and doing things, and that's cool. Sure. But there's no... What? There's what? no follow-up. No, Why would no, there be? Yeah, no. we've, we've reached the point of just no follow-ups, no real continuity. I mean, I guess there's Quintessons in the next one, I think. Mm. But we'll get to that if we... Why are we doing these? We, we promised that we'd push through. Yes, we, we did. It's true, yes. <laughs> because if we get them done, they're done, aren't they? The people demanded it, and you're absolutely right. The, they cannot demand them after they're all finished. That's there's right. There's no more demanding after that. What I also love about this movie is there's a moment where they go into an old theatre and the guy's like, movies are just sequels and remakes. They're a bunch of crap these days. And that's what I call hanging a lantern on your terrible movie. To be like, you can't criticise this because we we know it's a sequel. We know we, we get it. We're with you. You don't get it. You don't, don't get, get it. it no. You can't just say sequels are bad and then make a bad sequel and it's okay. It doesn't work like that. What do you think of Optimus Prime in this though, Mason? Because we get the traditional Optimus Prime We get truck. it for five minutes. I mean, it's covered in dirt and it's implied that it's a, you know, 
Piece of crap. It's a it's a last ditch attempt at survival, and it's yeah, sure. Uh, but I mean, it I mean looks looks pretty good. There's a bit where he transforms into a truck. He transforms oh, right into a truck. My it God. looks good. Apparently, that's the second time in this series that we've seen him transform into a truck. At this point, wow, I know the tran- Look, the transformations are getting minimal at this point. They're yeah. really there's a there's so many that are off screen. Yes, you see two cars chasing one another through a you know some shipping crates or whatever, and then all of a sudden we cut back and they're just climbing up a wall or whatever. They're already robots. That's cool. I'm not here for climbing robots. I'm here for transforming <laughs> robots. If you're not a climbing robot. You'd Mark Wahlberg's probably got one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it doesn't work. But no. he's got one. <laughs> The first thing Optimus Prime says when he's reactivated... His famous catchphrase for this movie, which he says twice. Yes, I'll kill you. Mm. And then the second thing he says is, I'll kill you. And then later he says, I'm going to tear them apart. Nice. Classic Optimus Prime. I mean, I know he was in a pitch battle as he kind of went down, Mm -hmm. but like, he's, he's... Make him nice. What are you doing? Why is he so mean? No, no, make him worse. (laughs) Make him worse. Why make him mean? Because everybody else in this movie is mean. That's true. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And the idea, again, that the Transformers are just children. You mentioned this last week, but Bumblebee is just like this jealous baby (laughs) of a sentient being. Like he's roughhousing with that fake Bumblebee. And he's like, oh, how how dare this one? This one isn't as cool as me. You can change into anything. Right? What do you even care? Like they're like Bumblebees and Slick. Just change. The, and the world, again, the world is at stake. The the lives of humanity, all the li- all, all of humanity is at stake. The lives of all the Transformers are at stake. And he's like, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get mad about. I'm not. I thought I was the coolest Transformer. But I mean, in his defense, at one point, he does drive into a showroom that is specifically designed to personally insult him. Do you remember that? There's a point where he drives into the, the, the showroom of KSI, the, yep. the, the corporate bad guys in this movie, and there's just video projections and model vehicles and robots, and it's like, this Transformer's based on Bumblebee, but obviously not as lame as Bumblebee. Lame-bleem? Lame-bleem? <laughs> if, if you had a lame-bleem, you'd, you'd throw that straight in the trash because he's straight trash, but- <laughs> Stinger, he's the better Bumblebee. That's right. And then it's just assorted video of Bumblebee falling over and <laughs> landing in dog poop, you know. Yeah, that's what he's all about. So I understand. I understand that would be, if that happened to one of us, if we walked into a showroom and it's just like... You thought you liked Caravan of Garbage? There's a sexier Caravan of Garbage with even right. cooler and younger kids. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing TikTok. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm well, mad about we it. we got to do TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a, the character of uh, Irish LaBeouf, let's call him. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's Jack Raynor, who actually I really like. Have you ever seen Sing Street? Nope. He's a good actor. Mm, I won't because of his performance in this. <laughs> so we're introduced to him where he sees Mark Wahlberg being taken away by the police. Or the secret police, or whatever, whatever organized doesn't matter. I've written here black ops nerds. Sure, because that's what they are. Look at him. Look at this old dude with his with his big Oakley sunglasses, and his long black trench coat. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> and his response is to maybe Mark Wahlberg has done something wrong. Maybe he should be arrested. Is to drive his car over a man's face, right into that dude's skull. Just you see his neck just go in a very unnatural angle. It's no good. He's just, he's just like my girlfriend's told me all about this weird invented dad. Maybe he's built a bioweapon or a nuke or something. Yeah, no, nah. no. Nah, let's assume that these police are, <laughs> and here for nefarious purposes. I'll kill a few. I mean, maybe he did see them put a gun to the back of his girlfriend's head. But he was sitting, like, a long way away in a ditch. Mm. Doesn't matter, does it? And the Irish have notoriously bad eyesight. That's true. Yeah. Take that, the Irish. Ben, flash an insult. They can't say it. Nice. 
Ben's the editor. He's good at editing these, nice. isn't he? Nice. Yeah. See, it's interesting because it seems like Cade Yeager's choices Cade become... Cade Yeager. <laughs> his choices become validated as the movie goes on. Like yeah. his right to be protective and his mm. right to be a great inventor or think he's a great yeah, inventor. Right. Uh-huh. Whereas the other guy who starts as more reasonable becomes more of a spineless loser as the movie goes on. What are we talking about here? The Irish LeBar. Oh, yes, right, right, right. And it culminates in him not being able to get his seatbelt off in a car. That's right. Even though he's a professional driver. (laughs) Do you think that... uh do you think that Kay Yeager is less an inventor and more like a he's more a competence vampire? Like the longer you stay in his orbit, the more of your own skills you lose. But he doesn't take those on. He just brings no, he you just down. Brings below you down him. to his level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because later that kid becomes a coward. He can't fire a gun. Yeah, he can't you know? He, he just has to cower behind things. But early on, mm. I mean, he he does some heroic stuff, like the thing you mentioned. He yep. kills those men, and then uh, shortly after that. He drives through the front window of a store running a bingo game. Oh yeah! I mean, assuming that the you know the most agile gamers of all, bingo game <laughs> players, could just dive out of the way. Yeah, yeah he's cool. a bad dude. He's a bad dude. But Cade Yeager, of course, his his actions result in well, there, he does he's shooting Gunface at the end. Oh, there's a new villain. He's called Gunface. It's lock down, a lock jaw, a lock trap, a lock up, whatever his name is. He's from he's from he's from the comics. He's got a gun that comes things. out of his face. His signature gun face. Yeah, I like the gun face transformation. Mm. But Kate Yeager, his arc is. I know you love a callback in a movie where he does find a, an American football and he uses that to take out the the big black ops nerd. Yes, for America in the most American way possible. Oh, but yeah. you love a callback, don't you? You love like a skill coming back. Yeah, dude. That's I mean, that's you know, that's that's an eighties movie. Yeah, you can't see some. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother. Or sales. I definitely prefer. Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. 
somebody riding a skateboard and then he doesn't save the day with some skateboard tricks later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. Maybe maybe this isn't the worst one. It might be. I don't know. Sure. It's You know what it is? It's just... It's the the Bayos, the chaos and yeah, Bayhem sure. that we mentioned, you know, last week. And then he'll just throw in some award winning actors, yep. and he'll just throw in some 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 new scenery and some new ideas. And by the end of it, you're like, I don't know if this is better or worse. Yeah. I don't. What happens? I mean, Stanley Tucci constantly on the verge of like disintegrating mentally. It's hilarious. I love it. I think his character has the best arc in maybe all of the Transformers movies because he starts as this horrible Elon Musk type, like an Elon Musk. Mm. And then, you know, he has a bit of a change of heart and he realises what he's doing. And he has delicious milk as well. <laughs> that's exactly right. He pauses for quite a long time. I wonder if that's... I wonder if you believe that because he does have the strongest redemptive arc or because there's a side character who constantly points out how his redemptive arc is going. <laughs> there's this woman who's a geologist. She's got a lot of moxie for a character that I forgot was in this movie until I rewatched it. But she's just there being like, I don't know if you should be doing this. And then later she's like, I'm proud of you, Stanley Tucci. And now away with me. And then she just leaves. She does. She so maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because there's a... Yeah, an arc narrator. Right. Maybe yeah. all the characters should have a narrator, like an additional character. It's just like, you're getting worse at driving. <laughs> you're becoming a coward. There is, you are a hero, Kay Diego. This movie is all about pointing things out as they're happening. You know the bit where uh, gun, gun fa- lock, lock, jaw, lock traps ship. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're using a magnet to pick up the things and then drop the thing. Well, we, yeah, interesting- we see that. Well, it's interesting you say that because I didn't know that until somebody said he's using a magnet to lift up all the things, and then I did know it. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, you know, whoever decided to put that line of dialogue in, thank you. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Now, I say it might not be the worst, or maybe it is, but it's certainly the weirdest. Oh, and yeah. there's one scene in particular that highlights that more than any there's other. There's one scene in this movie, I think I know what you're talking about, that I've thought about probably more than I've thought about any scene in the history of cinema. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll just wake up in a cold sweat, and I'm like, why? <laughs> why, why did... Why? So... Katie Ager's daughter, who he's very protective of, sure, uh, has a secret boyfriend, mm. and it, it's it's Irish McLeBuff. Yes, <laughs> Irish McLeBuff, uh, the the rally driver or whatever he is, and you know he's a legit rally driver because he's been signed with Red Bull. Yeah, he tells us that's right. <laughs> but it turns out that while she is seventeen years old, he's twenty years old, mm. and understandably, Mark Wahlberg not happy about that. And so they all have this argument. They all have this. I mean, this movie is a series of arguments. It's just all arguments yeah. all the time. But they have a, they have an argument in which uh, they debate whether or not this is ethical or in fact legal. Yeah. Which culminates in Irish McLeBuff drawing from his wallet a laminated card which contains on it the relevant legal statute that makes it okay for him to sleep with the daughter. Yes. Why is this in the... This is a movie (laughs) that is largely concerned with cars turning into robots and punching each other. Yep. And it's already two hours and 45 minutes long. There's no reason for this to be in this already bloated no. monster of a movie. It's it's a mystery to me. It's it's baffling. It would be too specific for a like a like a public school sex education video about the age of consent. Yeah. It's still too specific for that. <laughs> if somebody put their hand up and asked about that in class, they'd be like, "Oh, maybe check the website." I don't know. Yeah. It's an odd thing for you to ask at all. It really like they really go out of their way, which we've talked about this before because we have done an episode on this on our podcast The Weekly Planet. That's right, good plug. That 
was somebody associated with this and knew somebody like had a son that was dating somebody in high I school and so. that's how they know this? I think Michael Bay got a producer on board and was like, hey man, you know, you're a producer here. Do you want to um, do you want to put in some product placements? Is there, a, is there a... Do you want Mark Wahlberg to crack open a warm Bud Light naked in the street? Exactly. It's all foamy and warm and he's like... <laughs> Does one of your kids have a favourite Transformer? You want to put that Transformer in? That's cool. Do you and like then, Galvatron? Exactly. Well, put Galvatron in. Why not? And this guy's like... Yeah, I know, I know. I know something that should be put in this movie that transforms people's opinions of of <laughs> underage relationships. I think that we'll, we'll put bloody put that in. I tell you what, awful. Yeah. Also, in the fun trivia fact for this movie, the other fact, uh, I was I was reading fun them and trivia it came time. Up. Trivia, trivia, trivia. The trivia section. Uh, it turns out maybe that particular legal card doesn't actually apply, so maybe <laughs> it still is illegal. So, <laughs> well, if we're talking about trivia, let's do trivia now. Let's do trivia we're not now. Not finished yet, but Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Uh, pulled from his real-life experience as a father in order to further develop his character. Threatening. <laughs> Awful. Mm. Biceps. Yes. <laughs> the three things he's known for. Uh, so let's talk about Galvatron. Okay. Now, Hugo Weaving famously went out and was like, I hate these movies. I Did get he? paid for them. I didn't know that. I don't like them. And Michael Bay was like, well, I'll replace you then. And he was like, all right. <laughs> So they it got- seems to be something of a pattern that people do these movies and then say, I hate these movies. And then Michael Bay says, well, I'm replacing you in those movies. And those people say, okay, what did you think I was going to do these for the rest of my life? No. So Frank Welker is the original voice of Megatron. That's right. It's nice to have him back. He, he does a pretty good job. That being said, the design is awful. Oh, my God. It's an awful design. I mean, it's slightly, it's, it's more crisp. It's like, sure, yeah. you know, it's, it's certainly shinier than previous iterations of, yeah. of Megatron. By the way, Megatron's head got split down the centre and torn off its body, and we see the head and it's mostly intact. Oh. Like, one side of the head is, was, like, entirely dissolved in the previous movie, and Optimus Prime puts his axe, like, right down the middle. Maybe Transformium. Yeah, maybe Transformium. But also, in this movie, uh, we, we get a real sense of, like, there's no correlation between how badly damaged a Transformer gets and whether or not it's going to survive. Yeah. Like, at one point... Gunface shoots Optimus Prime twice through the chest. Yeah. Like like straight through with like a high power sword. With his high powered signature gunface. Mm. And he's fine later. So Absolutely who knows? Fine. But I was gonna say, um the 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 evil corporation KSI, they sure. build Galvatron out of Megatron's brain and head. Yes. And then they they're continuously surprised that it keeps looking like Megatron. They're like, we've done this five times. We're trying to make an Optimus Prime, but this thing we've made out of Megatron keeps looking like Megatron. Should we keep going? Yes. What's the worst that could happen? Look, that- This movie is the answer. Yes. But look, though, it does have a redemptive characteristic to it, the Galvatron robot. Oh, yes. That being the amazing transforming effect. No good. I don't understand. Was it cheaper? I wonder. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Beats head. Beats though. Beats. Oh, you know, it did turn into Beats headphones. Yeah, so that's that's good. The pill. The pill. But what? Why? Wh- yeah, it's it's not good, is it? It's it's way worse than. I feel like it's the same kind of evolution of the Iron Man suit when when it becomes the nanotech suit. Like I mm. understand the progression, but I like the clinking and the clanking and the way that they transform. I don't. Yeah, just, right. I don't just want. And then it's whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe Bay wanted something that was all his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, well, he was like, well, this, this is old school. Congratulations. This, yeah, you, you did it. He's like, one ditch attempt before I abandoned transforming entirely. Yes. Here it is. Dinobots are in this. Yeah, for five minutes, I forgot. Yeah. I mean, five, twenty, half an hour, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's about 15, maybe. Okay, cool. And Optimus Prime gets them on side by saying, defend my family or die. 
These guys have been strung up for potentially millions of years on that ship. Yeah, we right. don't we don't really know. And then he's just like, help me, a guy you don't know, or I'll kill you. And then at the end he's like, you've earned your freedom. And they're like, all right. <laughs> God, this guy. You're weird and mean and we don't like you. Yeah, we're leaving. Of course, we're leaving to ruin this planet. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Optimus Prime, his story culminates in killing Kelsey Grammer. How dare you, quite frankly. I've written here. I've written here, James. So let, me, let me find it he for you. Point Blake shoots Kelsey Grammer. I've written here. Kelsey Grammer is killed by Optimus just as casual as you like. <laughs> it's, he's, he's, he's busy fighting Gunface and he's just like, well, I've got a second. Bang. <laughs> Extremely dead. And then Optimus Prime reveals something about his character that would have come in handy in every other movie in that he can fly. Yes. Under his own steam somehow. Yeah, I've written here, uh, Optimus can fly at the end. This may have come in handy at some other points in the film, but I'm not going to go back and check. So I guess the film wins. <laughs> yes. I love also all these movies ended Optimus Prime doing a speech, but at this point they're just whatever. Because mm. the line that he says at the end is, whenever you look to the stars, think of one of them as my soul. Okay. Okay, I will. <laughs> Anyways, as we know from the next movie, he doesn't get very far because he freezes. He freezes almost immediately out in deep space <laughs> and just floats to the Quintesson homeworld or whatever. I don't know what it, whatever the new Cybertron is. We don't even talk about the MacGuffin or the whatever it is in this. Yeah, it's, it's a, a space, space scene. I look. I just I just wanted to point out there's a, there's a moment where Optimus is like, humans take the space seed mm. and we'll we'll go over here. And I'm like, hey Optimus, why don't you take the space seed? Because you're a giant robot. <laughs> On like a seemingly indestructible, even more giant dinosaur who can shoot fire. Yeah, you hold it, mm. and 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 we won't risk all cramming inside like a old station wagon we found on the side of the road. <laughs> you know, and the seatbelts. You don't can even flip work. and spin and fly. It yeah. turns out. So <laughs> and maybe you do it. Maybe dinosaur. you do it. Yeah. Oh, look, I've just got one little thing. Sure. My my favorite frame of this movie. And sure. there's so many frames. I don't know if you're aware of this. Because this movie goes for a million years. Yes. I've, that's a note I've written, actually. This movie goes for a million years. And I wrote it at the two-hour mark, but I've been thinking about it since at least the 90-minute mark. I'm like, this movie goes for a million years. Yeah. But special shout-out, my favourite frame of this movie, at two hours, 19 minutes, 12 seconds, Kate Yeager is seeing the chaos unfold. I think maybe... Bios. Like, Bios. Bios unfold. And I'm, so, I'm very sorry. And I think maybe you know an, an Autobot just takes down a Decepticon in a real dramatic way. And Jaeger drops this knowing look, like he has any idea what's happening. <laughs> and that he has had any idea what's been happening for the last two hours. Uh, Mate, it's amazing you survived to this point. It really is. I think he's more of a fool in the next one even, but we'll talk about it next week, yes. I guess. Yeah. Look, it may be awful, but at least it's really long and it was the highest grossing movie of 2014. So we've got that consolation, don't we? Good on them. It goes for two hours and 45 minutes and it made $1.1 billion. Somehow. Yeah. It's excruciating. The more mm. I talk about it, this I'm like, yeah, maybe this is the worst one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I say that every week. I mean, we say it every week. We go, oh, this is definitely the worst one. But honestly, it's a matter of degrees. Yeah. Like, they're all the worst one, depending on how you're feeling on the day, how much sleep you've had, yep. how many other things you have to do. Yeah. You know, at the exactly. time. Because the more things you've got to do while these are on, the more you'll probably enjoy it. Yes. Anyways, we'll be back next week for Transformers. Five. Who's who's Autobot Jesus this Last time? Night. It's Last Kate Yeager. Kate Yeager is Autobot Jesus. Autobot, he's even grown his hair out like yeah. Autobot Jesus. That's right. If you love Kate Yeager, you got to love next week's episode of the show. 
And if you want it even earlier, which I know you do, Mason. I don't. You can actually go to bigsandwich.co, sign up. There's bonus podcasts we do on there, including one relating to clickbait articles. That's right. Comic book clubs, movie commentaries, and of course, every one of these videos goes up there early. So if you do want to check it out, that would be great. And of course, we do have that podcast, as mentioned, that you can check out if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, please well, do. You're probably tired from, from this movie, and that's okay. You Haven't we in... promised not to talk about the Transformers on the podcast this week? Deal. Oh, that feels, <laughs> feels so good, right? But there is a new Transformers show that's out. Oh, my God. That's right. All right, let's Netflix roll the dice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, anyway, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. Oh, I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Subscribe if you want, and we'll see you next week. But just, just. We're doing this for you, all yeah. right? Please, 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 please show some gratitude. <laughs> just. <laughs> oof, uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.